Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now let's get to the New Zealand Tong game. Let's get straight into it. Joe Mane. <laughs> 401 metres. Confirmed too. Like I haven't seen any changes to the score. It's a record-breaking by a substantial margin. I think I think the last was 370 or something like that. 401 metres at fullback. Joey Manu, is he almost wasted at centre? Did he break his own record? No, or I think it was Clint Gutherson that had the Gutherson, record right. before. Because didn't Manu almost break it earlier this year and then it updated and he went under? Like, he's he's come close to doing this a couple of times now. He's he's a freak, isn't he? He's incredible. Just, incredible. Um, yeah, it's scary. I, I, I think fullback probably is his better position. Would he be able to do this week in, week out over a 25-week season? I don't know, but... Like, even if he did half of it, he'd still be so it, still be unreal. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was great for New Zealand. Him and Hughes, he was just on another level. Yeah. What do you reckon about Joey Marnie? Is, is centre his best position? Mate, I'm going to sound like a broken record, yeah. but roaming centre, you can do it. <laughs> yeah. You can do it. And there's another example in this game. That's Jordan Rapana, who's the other bloke who play on the wing for the Raiders at test level. He just goes along and runs his own show. <clears throat> he coming out of his own half, mm. uh, came out, threw a couple, there was a break, and he supported... And it was just an extra support play that he ended up scoring the try mm. um, because he had that roaming play. And I know you, in the past, we've spoken about and you're a little bit sceptical mm. doing it, uh, attacking the line. Well, it's, it's more, you, I believe you should only have one. If you've got a head fullback that's everywhere, it's really hard to have two running. Like, for example, Teddy, Who's he, always, he's yeah. always everywhere. If you add Manu, it's almost, yeah. it might be too much. I'm not and saying... holding shapes. Yeah. No, but, no, yeah. but in saying that, yeah. to Guru's point... It's like if you set plays up for it, yeah. you prepare yourself for it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the point you made was, you know, just doing it out of your own end even, and Jordi Rapana showed the value of that because the second there was a sniff and they went through, he's there in support. And going back to Manu, mm. I think the Roosters can really utilise that <coughs> coming out of their own half. Yeah. Um, mate, you'd, you'd, just, you'd love to see him at fullback every week, wouldn't you? Um, yeah. At the Roosters, it's not going to happen for the time being, but, oof, seriously. So he's 25 this year, I'm pretty sure. Um, actually, I'm... Um, pretty certain actually Jeez. is there a way where you know teddy plays another four years 
and then Manu goes to fullback at 29 years old, or is it too late by then? Well, mate, I, <coughs> respectfully to Manu, he's going to be, by the time that time comes, he's going to be battling Suwali for that one jersey. Yeah, it's true. The Chooks. I wonder if Suwali is, it'd be interesting to see if he can handle the Ks that a, one, that a fullback position entails with being such a big body, because he'd probably be, what, the biggest fullback we've ever had, Suwali, if he played fullback. Big boy. Yeah. Especially in, in two or three years' time. Yeah, like yeah. like tallness-wise, he's, what, 6'4", six, 6'5"? Six, He'd be at least one of the biggest fullbacks we've yeah. ever had. be interesting to see if his body can handle the Ks at fullback. Mm. I mean, look, if there's one genetic freak that could, it is Suwali. Well, and it sounds like, <coughs> from hearing Brad Fittler, I think, tell Andrew Johns and then him speak on Channel 9 last night, that it sounds like, yes, he's a genetic freak, but he does everything right in his yeah. preparation, everything for yeah. his body, so... It's a scary little combo. Yeah, to have. fucking oath. What it's you funny, you said biggest fullback, and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll just check him compared to Greg Inglis. I think Greg Inglis might be. Suwali has five centimetres on Inglis. <laughs> what? <laughs> According to this, Inglis is 1.91 and Suwali is 1.96. Unless, unless I'm reading something wrong, but... Mate, yeah. I'm telling you, Suwali... Well, uh, Manu's 26 this week. He's 26, sorry. Yeah. Okay, so he's 25 right now. 25 though? right now. Okay, so technically he's 25. <laughs> yeah, right now he's 25. Equal 25th. <laughs> is he equal 25th or is he 26? <laughs> um, yeah, so 26 this year. Amazing stuff. Uh, Suwali, he could honestly go down as one of, like, I, I don't want to say it. I'm not going to say it. But we're all thinking it. We're all looking. <laughs> when you watch him play, you're all looking going, this kid's 18. Yeah, well, if you don't want to say it, you can take word for word of what Joey said last night. Okay, he what did said, Joey say? Well, jo- Joey essentially said, like, you are looking at a 10 to 15 year superstar yeah absolute well. superstar who will be in origin will be like he he's 18 now are we willing to bet he makes his origin debut next year is that fair look i've got an even crazier comment and was going to get to it when we got to australia and it's just a thought experiment i don't know if i would go this far and also after this game on the weekend uh, sorry after this game last night i'm a bit less convinced of it but is there a world where mal Meninga just goes fuck it and he selects suwali and cobo on the wing I don't know if they'll be the two wingers, but I can see a world where Suwali's in that squad. Mm. Anyway, I don't know. If Would I'm you take both Suwali and Cobo in that squad? I think you could seriously consider it. Because, like, yeah. could you imagine them the next 10 years on the sting for Australia? Well, um, yeah. And, I mean, it's been done before. Like, I remember, like, 03, 04, they would have taken Luke Rooney and Luke Lewis as 18-year-olds yeah. over there. So, um, yeah, I, I can see a world where they both... Do get picked. What? What is it like? A, f- a thirty-five man squad or something? Yeah, it'll be big. Because like basically, you got, you got To'o, who I think is still undecided as to whether he'll play Samoa or Australia. Then if Jerome Luai goes and plays Samoa. I reckon To'o, yeah, To'o will follow maybe him. follow him. Yeah, and then you've got Tupo, who obviously will play. Well, not obviously. He most likely will play Tonga. I reckon he will for a World Cup. Yeah, for the World Cup. Mm. So you've got Fox, Fox. who. He's in the New South Wales squad. Me personally, I would have Fox there. I, I really rate Fox, and I think that he's he's earned the right to have that spot. But it has proven that like no position is safe. Who else right now on form would you have in front of? Let's say Cobo's game last night is erased. Suwali and Cobo. Who else would you have in front of them right now? Yeah, you probably wouldn't have anyone else in front of them if. Um and, and whether he does or not, if Stephen Crichton goes, I'm sure they'd maybe look at him as a wing option. Mm. Um, you'd probably be looking at, at a couple of centres in the NRL that you'd mm. shove out to the wing if need be. But Who would your centres be? Tommy and Le- Tommy won't. Tommy's, Tommy's not back, there. so you've got Latrell definitely one. Latrell and then Burton, Jack. Well, you, you got Gags and Val. Well, Val, he play, he'll play. I reckon Val. I reckon Val. Yeah, Val play with Cameron. I reckon 
Does Gagai go on one wing then? And Gal goes in the centre? Yeah, Gagai, true. Probably. Yeah. And then maybe Suwali or Cobo on the wing or, or Fox? Still, though, regardless, you're still going to carry eight to nine outside backs. Yeah. So there's still plenty of spots for yeah. a Suwali and for a Cobo. I, I just don't think it's as outrageous. Like, before I said it, I don't think many people would when probably you be thinking put about the names it. names down. Yeah, yeah, and you look at, okay, well, Toa might play Samoa. Uh, Tupo may play Tonga. Fox, I would pick Fox 100%, yeah. but it's, you know, it clearly shows that anyone's position is up for. Mm. I, I think Suwali makes the Australian squad. Matter of fact, like I'd be willing to put money on it that he makes the Australian squad. That's that's how incredible I think this kid is, and I actually think Selwyn will as well. They'll both make the Australian squad. It just be I just think it'd be an invaluable experience to get mm. those two young guys in right now. Whether they play just against the teams that aren't as great, and then they just watch and learn. Because if I'm Melbourne Inger, I'm trying to get Selwyn and Suwali in there to learn off the big dogs, you know, like the Cleary, get Cam Smith in there, Billy Slater, you know, all those guys in camp to like help with them. Um, Cause I'm sure Mal would have a good relationship with those guys. Um, speak to me, Timmy, am I crazy or what? Yeah, no, when you first said it, I thought, ah, oh, maybe a little bit ambitious starting yep. them. Then when you mentioned Toto, Tupu leaving and playing for Tongas and Samoas and whatnot, yep. uh, if they do go and do that, then they'll nearly definitely be there. Mm. And what's more exciting is that even if they don't start game one against an England or whoever it might be, mm. because it's a long campaign, they'll also play for Australia because yeah. they'll play against the second-tier nations, your Italy, yep. your France, these sort of things. So um, I think, yeah, they'll, they'll nearly definitely be there. Fair shout. What do you reckon, Matty? Too soon or, or get him in there? No, they'll, they'll definitely be in the squad. I'm 100% mm. with you. I thought about it a lot since you and Cam Smith spoke about it last Thursday. Um, yeah, those two will, de- will definitely be in the squad and, and we'll probably get some game time. I think you're right. I'm, I'm agreeing. It, let's say Fox and, and uh, sorry, let's say Tupo and Toto are out. I think Fox will be one winger. And then, yeah, you could probably say either Gagai or one of those two for the other one. Let's say let's say Tupo and Toto make themselves available for Australia. Do you select Fox on the wing? I would, yeah. Timmy? Oh, geez, we've had this lot chat a lot of times in the last month or so haven't we and i mean going back to origin i've just spruced about how our back three you know played such a massive part in us winning that game mm. i think freddie's decision's probably been justified with tupu over fox so mm. if you go into the australian arena i don't really see why anything had changed too much mm. um i don't know it's I'm a tough one eh? didn't a mal come out and say something the other day that he would have fox in his I don't think he's, I think he's a, like, he's still in the running yeah, equally okay. to other people. I don't think he said that he'd be in the oh, squad. Oh, I would definitely have Fox in my squad. Yeah. Put it this way, and if they've got, say, let's say it is a Toto on one wing and a Teddy at fullback, there's so much yardage coming out of you in there that I think you can afford to play Fox for his speed and maybe having 50 to 80 less metres out of your own half. So, yeah, yeah look, I'd still just have Fox. Oh, I'd also say, too, if, if this situation does play out where a lot of those Penrith boys are playing for the other nations, you might need a personality like Fox. Yeah, for sure, in the camp, for sure. Now, uh, let's get back to the Kiwis. I'm going to say it, boys. I'm going to say it. I think this is one of the best Kiwi squads I've personally ever seen assembled. Now, I know 2013, pretty sure it was 2013, they had a really good, uh, strong squad. I think Sonny Bill had come back. It was Foran, Johnson. I, I think this this would just pip them. Uh, look, at as equal. Look, I'll just say equal. I think this is equally as good as any Kiwi squad that we've ever seen assemble. And I would even make the argument that you could argue on paper they are as good as Australia. Maybe not better. I would say that 
if they have a little bit of an edge in the forward pack, I would say Queensland have the edge. That's not Queensland. Australia have the edge in the back line. But this New Zealand squad, as an Australian, absolutely concerns me. And absolutely on paper, it, I would see the game as a 50-50 game. Let's say there was a grand final tomorrow, World Cup final, and this squad and the Australian squad were lining up. I would be on the fence as to who I thought was going to win. Obviously, I would hope Australia, blah, blah, blah. That's how good I think this Kiwi squad is. Jerome Hughes has proven without a doubt it is not just the storm system that makes him great. It's not the great players around him. He is an out-and-out game breaker. He's an out-and-out game team leader. And he's also becoming a player that you can build a club around. I really believe he's become that player. For him to play the way he did on the... Uh, for New Zealand the first time we have to remember the last time he played for New Zealand he was a fullback and he came off the bench for his debut it was 2019 fast forward a couple years he is now the key playmaker and I personally I haven't seen New Zealand look this smooth and not clunky and everyone was you know everyone had their assignments they completed their first five sets matter of fact I think they completed their first nine from ten I haven't seen a Kiwi side do that in so long I just, I think they look like a totally different beast. And I think Australia and Tonga and all the other teams should be very, very worried about this New Zealand side. I personally think this New Zealand spine, mm. there have been better players that have played in the spine in the past, mm. but I think these four together, they're the most informed spine we've ever seen for New Zealand. Mm. Joey Manu, who, based on his performances at fullback, you can argue he's a top five fullback in the NRL. Yeah. Um, Dylan Brown is absolutely killing it this year for Parramatta. Jerome Hughes spoken enough about him he's the second best halfback in rugby league and then you got the dallium hooker from last year brandon smith in the nine like quite often you see these new zealand teams like when they are ch challenging the kangaroos over the years there's been guys that are in their spine that you know you wouldn't even <coughs> consider them when it comes to the kangaroos mm. but all these guys you would seriously consider and there's Warsaw. no one there's no nigel vunganar they're chucking in at six yeah there's no like there's no nathan fiend that gets plucked to play hooker like yeah they are out and out in their position yep. and absolute weapons. And then you look at the rest of the team, the rest of the side is all picked in position. You could argue Nia Corre is the only one, but when he plays centre in the NRL, he kills it. He kills it. Now, and is, it, is, there, an, is there a Kiwi centre that's injured? Speaking that, is there... Is, is Tomoko, was he available for selection? Is he a Kiwi or is he Samoan? Apologies if I got that wrong, uh, Tomoko. Apologies. I'm not sure on Tomoko. Kiwi, yeah, I'm not sure either. Regardless, I think it was a masterstroke by match. It just added that defensive strength that they needed outside on the centre. He's a great defensive centre. And yeah, okay, sometimes speed-wise, he can struggle a little bit. But physically, he's great. Um, and yeah, he may not have the silkiest hands, but he offers so, just that physicality out there he offers. Wayne Bennett was always really good at picking balanced back lines. And what I mean by that is, on one side, he would have your Hodjo that could just break a game apart. But on the other side, he might have your Mick Devere or your Brent Tate or even your Sean Berrigan. These guys that are really good defensive, make minimal errors. And I think Madge is selected. A lot of people thought Tomato Martin should have been selected at fullback. I think Joey Martin moving from centre to fullback was a masterstroke. I, I, I really, I really like what I see with this keyword. Mulatalo, also fantastic. Dylan Brown, two try assists, silky as anything. That ball over the top in greasy conditions. He is something special. 27 tackles, zero misses. I mean, he's something. What do you think about this New Zealand side, Timmy? I'm thinking out loud here, but on the Nia Cora centre selection, 
I wonder are they looking ahead to the World Cup and going Latrell Mitchell we need a big body to defend yeah. him to shut him down uh, possibly there and just what, smart. just what Guru touched on with the, the spine that that's the halves of Jerome Hughes and Dylan Brown are so excited. Some of those passes Dylan Brown threw were just second to none. I think there's mm. one from Uli Tale there, the big floater <sighs> over the top was Mate. brilliant. Joey Manu, <coughs> what excites me about Joey Manu is that he's so untapped at fullback. Like he's played a handful of games at fullback mm. over his career. He's slotting in and he's such a different fullback to what we've seen in that it's just running, 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 just being on ball all game and sticking yep. an opportunity. So uh, I think there's a lot of potential in it. And yes, at the end of the year, that the other exciting thing about these, particularly the Pacific Island teams, your Kiwi side there, they've never gone well in one-off tests. So mm. like people hit Tonga there and going, oh, we're beaten by 20 points, bit of a worry. Give them a whole World Cup campaign to build into it, as we mentioned earlier. Um, it's exciting. The Kiwis in the Anzac test, they never used to win them, the one-off mm. test. But when they get to World Cup campaigns, they were right in our grills. So yep. It's, it's going to be something special. Super interesting. Like, when you actually look at this Kiwi squad, you've got Jesse Bromwich at the front row, who is, like, been the premier front row for so long. But then you've got Leota and Fisher-Harris. They are the reigning premiers front row. Jesse Bromwich, he's won two or three premierships. Then you've got Hughes, won a premiership. Manu, won a premiership. Cheese, won a premiership. We are talking about top, top-tier players not being moved into a position to play. They, that's where they play. Like when you look at a guy like Dylan Brown versus Munster, for example, Munster obviously is in form, but I wouldn't say Brown's form is that much below Munster's. That's how good Brown's been this year. Then you look at Hughes Cleary. Hughes, again, is he that much below Cleary? Absolutely not. Then you've got Manu Tedesco. Is he that much less than Tedesco? Absolutely not, in my opinion. Like we are looking at a team here that on paper could genuinely be better you know you could argue I still back Australia but you could argue like you've got Tarpanet playing at 13 you know 162 metres 36 tackles over the last this year especially last month he's been the best front rower in the competition you've got Isaiah Papali'i who's been the best wide running forward all year long it's just it's just it's the most balanced Kiwi side I've ever seen Mm -hmm. then you've got Nelson coming off the bench it's incredible just some names that they didn't have on the weekend that they could have come World Cup time. Charles wasn't in the side. Yep. Uh, Remus Smith is still injured. Rhea Hargraves didn't play. Remus Smith will probably get selected, I'd say. I'd Hargraves, say he will. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Rhea Hargraves didn't play. Mm. Hamlin Uele is injured. He was killing wow. for Cronulla at the start of the Holy. year. Holy. Um, who else? Was someone Like Hadawera Naira. Like if he's in, yeah. when he's in that side, he could be anything as well. Mm. There's, a, there's Tohu Harris. He didn't play on the weekend. Yeah. I'm not sure what. And you know there. what else I'm, who I'm happy for is like Michael Maguire. Yeah. You know, he gets an opportunity to get a squad that's fucking top tier. Imagine if he goes and wins this World Cup. All of a sudden, his coaching credentials are back because you go, maybe it was the Tigers environment that he was in. And he takes this, like, he's had a big hand in this because he's been the Kiwis coach for the last few years. He's de- helped develop these guys and been very loyal and passionate about his role. What do you got there, Matty? Two things. Uh, Harris came out and said he, because he just come back from ACL, he just wanted to focus on the Warriors. Yep. But on Tomoka, I've done some digging. He was born and raised and grew up in, in New Zealand, Auckland. And he actually played for New Zealand Marys under 18s and they played teams like Tonga Samoa, etc. So... It doesn't specifically say, but I think he'd be he New could Zealand if he wanted eligible. To. He'd be definitely New Zealand eligible, yeah. I mean, he's fucking not bad to have to bring in, like, in a World Cup squad. Yeah. See how he goes. Could be anything. The other name that we haven't even mentioned, who he hasn't been playing great recently, but when they get back home, Sean Johnson. Mm. Back end of the year. If he finds form now, Bring him into the squad. Does. Hopefully. I, I really hope he does. I'm, I'm, 
remember like probably would have been like a month and a half ago, I said I was a bit worried about just mm. his, his happiness. Yep. I am really worried about his happiness right now. I want, I just re- All I want for Sean Johnson is to get back to his family and spend some time with him because he just... I understand people having negative comments about him because he's a professional athlete, he's on good coin. But boy, it's got to be tough sometimes when you know, you're, you're away from your family, you're struggling, you're trying your best. It's not through lack of effort. He really he does try. I just... I really can hope he can just find some solid form by the end of the year, get back on the horse. Because I, I, I would hate to see this to be the last year or two of his career. He's still got so much to give, I think. Mm. I just think the Warriors right now are in such a tough spot. But anyway, what were you going to say, Maddie? Were you going to say something? Ah, sorry, Timmy? Um, I wasn't, but I can find something. Ah, okay, no, I thought, I thought you were going to say something. Um, so, yeah, look, this... this uh, <laughs> This Kiwi side, I also thought it was a really good opportunity for Brandon Smith to remind every motherfucker when he gets to play hooker and stay in hooker, he is world, world class. I thought his connection with uh, Jerome Hughes was outstanding. Yeah, look, really, really good. I mean, Kiwis, get excited. I I genuinely believe on paper against Australia, this is a 50-50 battle. Like, this is – since I've been, like, watching footy – this is the closest time I've felt where going into a World Cup where I don't have Australia as, you know, out-and-out favourites because yeah. I just don't know. I, I need to see them play together, whereas this Kiwi side, they, it wasn't just the way they won. Sorry, it wasn't just the fact they won. It was the way they did it. They were in control the whole time. They had structure. They had systems in place. They made minimal errors. Uh, like the completion rate was... <coughs> It dropped off a bit towards the end, but the first half completion rate, it was like 90%. Um, so if they can do that for two halves. Now, on to Tonga. What do you guys think of? Uh, I, I, look, we spoke about it before the game. Unfortunately, they didn't have halves that mm. are genuine halves, and I think that really hurt them. And look, Staggs had a red-hot crack. Amon, you know, he, he had some moments that were brilliant, some really good moments where he, he made some really, really good pass selection. Um, but I think he's a six, and I think Tonga are really in desperate need of finding a high-quality seven that can lead them around. What do you reckon, Timmy? You're spot on. And it, it's been the concern for years with Tonga, even past World Cup, where they were so great there and, and became like pretty in a terrific campaign, but it's just always been the halves with them. And, and you've already said it, a game-managing halfback to mm. get this star-studded roster around the park. Yeah. Like that team list they threw out... If you throw like one of the top five, put Hughes in seven. You swap the yeah. halfbacks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you swap the halfbacks, it just changes the complexion of that game and that team so significantly. So I don't know if there's anyone where that's going to come from between now and the World Cup, and that's what worries me. But you know, you, you can alter game plans around having sort of two five eights in the halves, which we've spoken mm. about that we're not fans of. But you can you can you can bring sort of Town Lolo now that we've seen how good a link man he can be, mm. bring that into their game a little bit more to take a bit of pressure off them. But uh that side can go so deep into a World Cup. I just don't know if they've got the half back to get them past a Kiwis or an Australia in a big game. But mm. the fact that we're having this conversation about them competing with those sides mm. is so exciting. Yeah, so exciting. What do you reckon, Garrett? Yeah, I think the Amon obviously he was the half back in this one. He that was a tough gig. I think as well, you know, he's so young, but he comes from a system with the most ball-dominant halfback probably in the comp, yeah, Ben Hunt. Right so it's a really tough transition for him. They have got young Isaiah Katoa in their squad. Um, I was sort of hoping that Staggs would get picked for Origin so that we'd see him come into this side. Is he a six or a seven, though? He's a seven. 
Okay. But he's only played SG ball. That's okay. the thing. So, yeah, and okay. realistically, yeah, because he's going to the Dolphins at the end of this season, Penrith aren't going to play him. Yeah. So he's not so going to get... If you're Tonga, do you risk it? And just go, you know what? Let's chuck him in. next. Whatever game we play next. Like, for example... Is their next game... World for the World Cup. Well, that, that's what I was about to say is, yeah. do you think that they missed a trick by going, look, it's easy in hindsight for us to say, because I'm sure going in with this, we all thought that it would be competitive and it was competitive at stages. But do you think they missed a trick in going, you know what, let's put this young guy in a seven and just see if he can handle it because he's a genuine seven. I would have at least carried him on the bench. Yeah, personally. and just put him on for just 20 Just put him minutes. on just to give him a go. And do you think, so, so Tonga maybe made a mistake of like worrying too much about this game instead of preparing for the World Cup? Potentially, but I mean, if we were sitting here Easy and Tonga, to say, yeah. Tonga had won the game, saying, yeah, it, yeah it's, it's completely different. I think yeah. it, it's got to be a bridge too far, doesn't it? Just say yeah. he's only been SG ball. To, 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 to throw him SG ball, despite him his style of play being exactly what yeah. Tonga need, to go SG ball oh, to Oh, yeah, it's mental. Clearly, I just like, that could break the poor kid for the rest of his career. <laughs> like. I, I think I, I agree with you, Guru. It's like Matt Guru, Guru uh, <laughs> chucking him on the bench. And just put him on for 10 to 20 minutes just yep. to see what he's like. I, I agree with you. It's too far to go chuck him in at seven. But I, that, that's, how, that's how strongly I feel about their seven position of how much they need a proper seven. You know, Amone is a six in my opinion. Staggs, he's a centre in my opinion. Now, I know they beat Australia with Staggs playing six a while back. Um, but it's, you know. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. To do that week in, week out when you're not doing that at club, it is a very hard ask to, to expect Starks to just come in and be able to kick and, and all that kind of stuff. Plus, I think that, you know, Tonga did ambush a few nations in that tournament. I think I think countries are ready for Tonga now and they're yeah. expecting a high-quality yeah. performance. They uh, did, obviously, in that last time they beat the Kangaroos, they had um, Lola here who mm. was playing halfback. So yeah. I think he will be the seven come... But he, I think he's just a slightly better half version of Stags, realistically. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. Um, I will say I was super surprised. Olakawatu. Oh, what's what's going, going on with that? What is – like, do they, like, not watch Manly games? He came on in the 53rd minute. What's going on there? He would have been starting for me. <laughs> he would have been starting, and I would have been saying, mate, go as long as you can. Um, look, Keon and Satili, I'm a oh, – these are, they're beasts, like beast. But I'd have to say this year, Olakawatu has been the standout back rower. I mean, may, and maybe I'm uh, focusing too much on his really good games and maybe there's games where he's a bit quiet. I, I don't know. I've got, I could obviously open to being wrong, but at the very least, get him on after 20, 30 minutes. Put him in the middle. Front row. Yeah, and this is, this is what I didn't understand about the way. And we, we mentioned, obviously, they could have had Katoa on the bench. They played Havili for 49 minutes. They played Sonny Luke for 44 yeah, so they, 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 they used Tuvili as a middle for minutes instead of just having Olakuatu out there. I mean, Totola only played 35 minutes. It's it it just Mofotawaka, who was an origin prop last year, he played 40 minutes. Like, I, I just, I don't know, it just didn't quite make sense to me the way that they used their team. And I think they could have been a little bit smarter looking further down the track as well. 
Yeah, the, the Olakawatu one was, was surprising. Like, he's so damaging. You can chuck him on in the middle. Um, to use Havili in the middle instead of a guy like, it, you know, Olakawatu, very, very surprising. Very surprising. You know, I will say the positive for Tonga, though, when you look at this forward pack, holy shit. Like, that is a crazy forward Joe pack. Joe was 18th man. That's how good they're going. Yeah. Who, who sorry? Was Joe off and Yeah, 18th man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, the, I just think with the, the, the Tongan side, they've just got to commit to we're just playing power footy. Like, let, we, we have to get our outside backs in there, scooting through the middle, forwards just hitting in behind the ruck and just try to play, like, off the back of offloads. I, I would almost try and – I know it's hard to compare it to the Eels because they've got Mitchell Moses and Dylan Brown. But I would almost try and play similar to the power game when Eels get that real power game where they're just going through the middle constantly – um, again, it's easy because they got Moses to, to direct them. But if, if Tonga can find a way to play a different style of footy, I, with the team they've got right now, I just can't see if they play the way like Australia or New Zealand do. I can't see them playing. You're not going to play better than Australia, New Zealand, like the way because of the team they have. But if they can play a unique style of footy that suits their forward pack, I think that's where they could really worry teams. A lot of offloads, a lot of second phase footy. Olakawazu um, touched the ball five times. Yeah, it's crazy. Really, really surprising, man. Really surprising. Was there any uh, standouts for you? In I mean, look, I thought uh, Christian Tuipolotu, I thought he was outstanding again. He continues to impress me. He, he diffused a few kicks. He made some good reads in defence. Uh, 163 metres. He ran for the most metres of any player on the field. Uh, yeah, Christian uh, Tuipolotu, for me, is probably one of the most underappreciated rookies in the game right now. Because this is his rookie year, isn't it? If it's not, he hasn't played many games. Yeah, he came from he came from the Roosters or the Tigers or something. Yeah, Roosters. Roosters, but he only played like one game. Like one game. Yeah. So essentially yeah. rookie year. For me, he's he's the most underappreciated rookie in the game. Hmm. Like, Kohler is, is super exciting and he's going to be an amazing star. But I actually think Tui Pilotu has been the rookie there that's played week in, week out great footy. Uh, Will Benzini, I thought he was really good in defence, made 29 tackles. Uh, Suli, again, getting through a bunch of work. Far out, he's consistent. Yep. I just, I love how consistent of a footy player he's becoming. Matter of fact, all year you struggle to find a game where you would say Suli has played poorly, which is, you know, something that you don't expect from guys this this explosive and this good. Usually it's like one good game here and then the next game, you know, they wait for the ball to come to them and nothing happens. Whereas Suli has matured into a player that goes looking for the game. I thought he was really good. Um, you know, Outside of that, obviously, Tokiaho, uh, Fenua Blake, I thought they were solid, but I just think New Zealand would just just outplay them. Yeah, you gotta, you just got to accept this New Zealand side. They're the real deal. They're the real, real deal. It's, it would almost be like Tonga playing Australia and, a Tonga, and Australia playing really well. Yep. Um, so the good thing for Tonga, though, is they still have an incredible squad. Like, if they've just got to sort that spine out a little bit, and then I think that they'll be fine. They, they really will take it to the, the top-tier nations. Anything else to say about that game? All good. All good. Yep. All good. Mom 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.